0: listening to Joy-gasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster 360. That's right. He is Steve, Xbox Live Steveovich. And we both long for the traditional E3 experience in episode 185 today, August 7th, 2020. We have all kinds of different developments for you that we'll be getting into later on in both gaming news and movie news. Our topic of the day is the Sony State of Play August. Edition, which you can fast forward to if you look at the timestamps located down below of your provider of choice. Steve, what are you looking at? What do you? What do you? You look like yeah. You're, you're making a kissy face at of the, oh, the carpet strand. I what is that? Didn't want to burp in the microphone. Oh, I see. Nor did I want to breathe it in your direction. I know you love making those pucker faces when you burp. I did the selfless act of blowing it away towards the carpet. But if you would rather, I. <laughs> <laughs> Right over to you. I'd be much obliged. No, no, no. You did the right thing, Steve. You did the right thing. I didn't know if you were secretly trying to take some sort of sexy selfie mm. to send to your wife or something yeah, while we were recording was... being a naughty boy. Yeah, the under the chin shot is always <laughs> flattering. Yeah, check out extreme under the chin shot kissy face. Like, I, I, I think we need to explain how this works a it's bit like better. It's like my lips making the kissy face and my double chin making another kissy face. <laughs> Two for the price of one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, except the under the chin kissy faces. Very hairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, if you, <laughs> if you had uh, some sort of orifice under there, that would mm. be a little problematic, I would think. Um, right. Russ? Oh, yes, Steve. Here we are again. Here we are yet again. You know, it feels kind of like Vegas in here. It just, does. <laughs> if, if Vegas was just between you and me with no slot machines, because we can't see the daytime, and I don't know what time it is, <laughs> and we're just sitting here in a kind of a dark room. That's right. A couple of lights. It's <laughs> just you and me and some mood lighting and a lot of movies uh, and games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the idea. You want to lose track of time when you're in here. And a comfy couch. That's right love my couch. yeah and it loves you it does <clears throat> how was your week Steve Russ the oh, wife yeah, and I- whoa. yeah thank you <laughs> 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 the wife and I watched the Hobbit again watch the Hobbit again yeah and you know what I'm not gonna lie Russ I uh well you shouldn't anyway the uh the opening scene gave me a little lump in my throat you know what I mean Opening single sing with Bilbo, I am old Frodo. I am not the Hobbit I once was. I ah, yes. am like, oh gosh. So, um, Sir Ian, we miss you. Yeah, I think that's the uh, third time this year we've watched The Hobbit, which doesn't get old. Us. I must say, I am glad that your woman enjoys The Hobbit, right? Because. I gotta say the, the fantasy genre is not an easy one. Like, no. if, if you if you happen to be with a lady who is into that genre, then then that's awesome. But I have a feeling that's kind of more the exception than the rule in terms of like if you were to just uh, line up a bunch of ladies and be like, do you like fantasy? No, you don't. You do like? Do you s- like fantasy? No, <laughs> you, you like don't. swords. Yeah. And magic and dudes with long hair and beards. <laughs> do you like dudes who go through conditioner <laughs> faster than you? <laughs> yeah. You do. All right. Are you a shield maiden? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like to play with your shield. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I think it's 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 really cool because Like, for instance, my wife, I don't believe, is into that. Like, I think she (laughs) saw Lord of the Rings because it was like Uh. the pop culture thing back when they came out into into theaters. But it's not like... Like, if you were to strike up a conversation, she's like, which one's your favorite? You know, I I think she'd be like... "Uh." Which kingdoms of Erebor? Are you a fan of... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making dinner now. Oh, okay. Which ring do you wish you put on your finger? (laughs) Because, you know, one to rule them all. Yeah, really. let <laughs> well, that's good. But that's daddy's ring. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Up! High! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to in the bedroom, be able to present to you what's wreathed in flame. Oh gosh. One <laughs> eye sees everything. <laughs> 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 Don't let the eye of Sauron catch you. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. <laughs> Oh L- man!
0: Lidless, and <laughs> 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 that actually doesn't sound too good. That's like terrible. A, what kind of social disease do you have? Um, let's just stop right there. <laughs> <gasps> so, um, um, <laughs> um, um where I don't even know what else I did this week. I'm just sorry. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <geez. laughs> <laughs> um what will I, I don't know what I'm saying You were talking about how you and right. the wife saw the Hobbit for the third yeah. time this month Was it this week? year or this month? Uh, this year. This year, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's been a couple of days. You want to watch it again? <laughs> Coronavirus is really uh, dictating what we can do yeah. I mean, uh, we all have a select amount of movies we can watch, so uh, my feet are feeling a little hairy again. Figured we go ahead and, uh, you know. Well, anyhow. Um, so that happened and I start. you know, wife went to bed and I thought, man, I want to watch something. What am I going to watch? I can't, uh, you know, we, we watched every Marvel thing we can watch on Netflix with the exception of Jessica Jones season three. And, um, so what else am I going to watch? So I actually started watching the last season of House of Cards. I thought you had already seen that. I haven't seen the last season. I haven't either, Steve. Not when Claire rules the ship. I have not seen that season either. I didn't think so. So, uh, but uh, the itch is back, Russ. Um, and that's and br- that that brings me to another <laughs> point, Russ. Have um, you ever been b- bitten by fire ants? <sighs> I don't believe I have. Well, if I have, then I wasn't aware. So I had been bitten before, and now I've you know I've taken extra precautions. Whenever I go outside, I'm like the only person on my street who goes out, and like in the hazmat. uh, Yeah, hazmat, or like if I mow the lawn, I like I put on like a full outfit, thick boots. You know, I look I look probably kind of odd, but I don't want to get bitten on my feet again by fire ants. It was new uh, interpretation to the term ants in your pants. Yeah, that's right, but. So I go outside, I'm kinda, you know, taking care of a little business. I see a weed It's kind of growing close to the fence. I go over there, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty aware of any kind of ant mounds in the yard. And I kind of <laughs> slaughtered them all. At least so I thought. So I see a weed, and I'm going to go, oh, I am, here you are. <laughs> You've eluded me. I'm going to pull you up out of the roots. And- I'm going to pull you up by your neck. And leave you by your entrails, your vegetation entrails. Yeah. So I see the weed, no fire ants, at least no mound anyway. Pull the weed up. By the way, not to T-bone your t- thought process. My yeah, thing but is, you're gonna. It, <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that weeds are so much harder to pull up than grass, Steve? Like if, if I pull on grass, grass just boing, just comes right up. Weeds, on the other hand, I got to have both hands... More often than just one. And I, I got to use the legs, too. I mean, it's like you're, you you feel like you're pulling it from the core, the planet's core, in order for it to finally give up the ghost. Depends on the weed, Russ. Depends on the weed. Now I'm an expert because I got a lot of weeds. <laughs> now, grass has many very thin, small roots. Yes. A weed, depending on the weed, because some of them only have pretty shallow roots, the root is thick and it goes down into the earth That's faster right. than... Yeah, I don't even want to eat That's what we anyway. call sin. <laughs> Faster than sin, yeah. You know one of the things, too, the, one of the weeds that irritates me a lot What's are the that ones like? that are designed a lot like lizard's tails, like, like a salamander, for instance, where you start pulling, like if you were to pull a salamander's right, tail, right, right. it's designed to just go boink, ah, oh, I get to go away. Same thing with some of these weeds, Steve. You pull all of a sudden, like it's like the, the neck of the weed is designed to just kind of let go, and then it, yeah. it grows back terrible. Anyway, I'm done. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. Plus, with the summertime, the ground gets real hard. Of course, it's like it's holding on to the, the base of the weed. So, you know, it's always kind of easier to pull up when the ground is nice and soggy, it's Soppy. It's kind of pulls right out. Oh, it. yeah. So oh, yeah. Cool. I have learned that as well. Anyway, <clears throat> so I pull up this weed. Weedality. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't see anything crawling on it. a bunch of fire ants just <laughs> waiting to chomp on <laughs> something. <laughs> And so I pull it up, and I'm not even like violently pulling it up. I just grab the weed by its base, and I'm kind of like pulling it up. And they start chomping. And at first, I feel it's like a little bit, of, like a little pinch. I'm like, I must have been a little bug biting me or something. And then the fire hits in, and I'm like, bring it on fire! <laughs> and so they had like chomped my pointer finger and middle finger, and started going over to the uh, the ring finger. Do you have any welts? Because you. Um, mm-hmm. I've been like, um, there, I, there's nothing on the there. Yeah, I oh, know because it's happened in, it's happened like oh, on Monday. Is, are they are that is there's, that in there? One, two, three, four. What day did this and happen? This happened on Sunday, right wow. wow. after the other podcast. So, so they have lasted that long. The welts have um, lasted on your yes. Your, and person for about the uh, six days. They or so, haven't days. actually got very bad until recently because I at first I, I was like, oh my hand's on fire. Does it does it actually feel like like it's on fire? It actually kind of feels like it's on fire. Because I don't think you've actually been on a fire fire in your well, life. Well, so how I, do you know I what fire have feels like? Been burnt. Oh okay. okay, okay. So I wash everything and I lather it up with uh, whatever it's called. Aloe? Not aloe. It's. Uh, polysporin. No, not polysporin. It's. Uh, butter. S- yes. <laughs> butter. <laughs> Cream cheese. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh-huh. Cottage hum- yeah, no. cheese.
0: Hummus. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's better. <laughs> um, so at, throughout the week, it's been fine for the most part. And then Thursday and Friday came in and it started. Itching like crazy, like mad. Like oh, I, I would itched. much prefer a mosquito bite to a fire ant bite. I don't uh, the Texas mosquito bites are oh, annoying. Yeah. They are annoying. This is like I'm gonna about to chew off my finger. I, <laughs> I literally feel like me scratching it. I looked for something. Else. Okay, I was gonna scratch it with scissors. Like oh I was literally goodness. gonna grab a blade and go. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to grab like the cap of a Bic pin. And oh. I figured, okay, that's plastic. That's not going to cut me open. That'll work. And so, I, yeah, I grabbed it and I was just like, <laughs> well, oh, it feels better. Okay, I'm good. stupid. <laughs> oh, man. And um, you, you do remember the last episode how I explained to you how everything in Texas is uh, perpetually pissed off, right? Remember that? Yeah, I did. Uh huh. Yeah, it's very different from California ants. The California ants are like, Shaw, dude. Yeah. What's yeah, up, like, bro? Hey, I'm just here. I'm just gonna try to collect your crumbs. Hey, if you want, we can do a selfie together. Yeah. Group selfie, it's cool. I can hold the phone by myself. I can uh pick up like a hundred thousand uh, times my weight. I so. got like a million of my brothers and sisters over there. They can hold the phone. Let's cool. go. <laughs> Did well, you know Google go surfing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not to um, not to get too much on ants, but you know, there's a Russian photographer who takes pictures of ants. Like he he has like these ant farms, uh-huh. and he puts these little objects in there that he knows the ants are eventually gonna, you know, be curious and and pick up and stuff. And he's got like these fatty cameras. Oh, well, he's probably got macro lenses. Yeah, well, it's probably some highlighters. And so he's taking pictures of, like these ants lifting up like big twigs and berries and like you could see all the detail and and it's actually pretty amazing i can't pronounce the guy's name but i'm sure if you google russian photographer yeah russian ant photographer russian ant photographer yeah see exactly what i'm talking about i imagine that'd be really cool like you know any kind of insect photography is yeah more fascinating like the 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 more stronger of lens that you you can't say more stronger russ more stronger, stronger you just band. got to say just, like just stronger, Russ. strongest, strong, strong, and they're just big muscled bugs <laughs> doing things. I'm always surprised as to how hairy insects are because when you look at them, they look like they're bald. They do except for like caterpillars or something. But like you, you look at like an ant, you're like, ah, oh, hello, they're a bald insect, and then you go real close up, and you're like, oh. You're hairier than a Sasquatch. I just think about tarantulas when, with hair. I guess a tarantula is not really a bug. It's an arachnid. I heard, by the way, that uh, tarantula is the best way. Like, if you just happen to, I don't know, have a tarantula on you. Yeah? The worst thing you could do. Is try and shoo it away? No. The worst thing you could do is blow on it. <laughs> I'm totally serious. <laughs> like, apparently, like, hey, it... Hey, buddy. It... it <sighs> <laughs> really pisses them off like like if if you want them to bite you then blow on them because apparently that like really makes them enraged and they clamp down but if you don't and you remain calm they're actually quite docile they're just kind of like hey what's going on and but you know obviously if you start to freak out then they start to freak out you know i'm just on you cuz uh you give me a better elevation to <laughs> Killed something else I could eat. i just thinking about how they have eight eyeballs. And look, like when you start freaking out, they're like, what? what's going on? What do you see? I don't see anything. I got an <laughs> them You have two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me. <laughs> Anyhow, back to the subject at hand. Back to the subject at hand of Steve being mutilated by. Right. Five. Afterwards, I decided what better game to play and take my mind off itching than Ghosts of Tsushima. Yes, it is a great game. I'm loving it. I am absolutely loving it. Can't wait to play it in black and white all over again in PS5, most likely glory. Mm-hmm. Russ, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be grand. It already is grand. Have you decided that you were going to be picking up the PS5 at launch? I may get it at launch. I don't see at this point. I'm not sure what PS5 game I would get. So if I don't get it at launch, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be sour about it. I I definitely want one. I definitely want it to be I like the hard drive version, not the not the disc version. Uh-huh. But I, I, as of right now, I just want to replay all my PS4 titles. Would you be sweet and sour, Steve? I would be a little bit sweet and sour. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't I but I'm not going to be I'm not going to be hurt if I don't get it on launch day. You don't feel like you're missing out. Right. Not yet. <clears throat> not yet. There, There is no killer app for the PS5 that you are particularly excited about? Mm, not yet. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's one, that, that I want to get on opening day. Hmm. What about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? I thought that one was pretty cool. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not yeah, fine. Pretty cool. What about Gran Turismo 7, Steve? I'm not. I'm on board with Gran Turismo 7. What about today, bridges of spirits there, Steve? I'm not. You know, maybe. I'm not, nothing that I want to get on launch today, Odd world soul storm there. World Soulstorm. Uh, definitely not, Russ. Hmm. Anything else? <laughs> I'm going to slap it right down like a volleyball spike. Well, oh, not that one either. I was going to say Horizon Forbidden West, but... You're not, you, you, oh, you still haven't played. I haven't played the other one. Horizon Zero Dawn. And I'm, go, I'm going to play that one Steve, once I like, get the better PS5. better late than never, I say. You've got to play that game. That game is one of the best. Uh, that's what I've heard. But I think I'll play that one on PS5. What about Resident Evil? Oh, okay, I'll stop Resident. talking. <laughs> Resident Evil 8 Village Deep. That one's not coming out on launch day. That's true. I think it's coming out in, uh, well. Uh, 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 I mean, it's going to come out. Pretty quickly after that, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's like February of 2021. Oh, if I'm not mistaken. So that's only oh. like you know two, or maybe three months after launch. And you know, Steve, how once these things are sold out, it takes about uh, six months or so. Maybe we'll to get see back how it goes. Stock. We'll see how it goes. So, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, let me tell you, Stu. Some of it has been actually kind of um, a lot of the the same in terms of Legends of Runeterra. And again, that is not at all a bad thing. (laughs) It's actually quite lovely. But I've been enjoying this new phase. and I I have to apologize because I can't remember what they're actually calling this particular um, uh, game feature timed event thing but there's an awful lot of pink in uh, in the the game itself a lot of spiritual pink character things you know I never played um, the uh, League of Legends game so I'm a bit unfamiliar with all of the other characters which is actually kind of a cool thing for me be- just because it's a it's a continuously discoverable um quality of the game because i'm i'm blissfully ignorant of knowing like who all is who and that sort of thing but you know it's it's a game that i, I play pretty much on a daily basis I, I really love the game design of that game and i love the art direction and everything else so. hydro quarter zone that's what i was trying to think of earlier <laughs> hydro quarter zone cream is what i was throwing on my hand okay onward <laughs> i'm i'm glad yeah, i'm glad you came up with oh, that oh man I, uh, I'll, of course, is no surprise to you. I was also playing Ghost of Tsushima, and it, we were talking about this last night because um, you and I had been making our way through the game. And what's been fun is that on Wednesday nights when we do our stream at 9:30 p.m. Central Time, <laughs> we have actually we have found this really fun opportunity to be able to play single player, narrative campaign, story driven games. Right. Um together, but on different platforms. So like, for instance, like Steve has been playing ghost of Tsushima on Twitch and I have been playing the same game on YouTube. And so it's fun um i mean i i think it's a fun opportunity anyway for people to be able to kind of bounce back and forth because we both have our own like style of play and commentary and it just makes for more of a a fun experience as opposed to before back in the day where like if we had a single player game then only really one of us will be playing it so you'd be missing out on 50 percent of the russ and steve experience (laughs) and that you, you you can't have the joy without the gas russ what uh armor set are you using I am currently using the armor set that was initially given to me by Lady Masako. It seems like that's the most popular one. Well, I don't even know how many armor sets there are in the game, but I actually, the the last time I played it, I finally upgraded the armor. Yeah, so did I, bros. Did you do it uh, this last time? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's like (laughs) like we're connected or something. I think I'm going to switch, though. I think I'm going to switch to the traveler's armor. The art, the, the, mm-hmm. Let me let me put you this way. So I, I mean, you're probably in the same vein as me in terms of like you probably have no, I got like, like <laughs> three or four <laughs> pieces or not pieces, but three or four armor types by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you maxed out the Lady Masako armor? Uh, I don't know if it's maxed. I mean, I have. I got like the shoulder pads, and he's all buffed out. He's got like the gauntlets and stuff. And yeah, you got man, the, yeah, man, he's a handsome looking man. It looks pretty good. Yeah. But I kind of like the um, I kind of like the uh, the reason I like that armor though is because you get the most health with it. Oh, I was not aware. I'll oh, give you a break, Rusty. There are so many different things in that game I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around. And especially when you were bouncing from game to game. Because, Steve, I mean, earlier in the day I'm playing Animal Crossing with my daughter. Oh, jeez. Then I bounce over to Legends of Runeterra. Then I go into Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, you start to get a kind of a fragmented partition of a brain after a while. Like, who, who, who am I? What am I doing? And oh, yeah. You know, you sent me something about Animal Crossing the other day. I'm like, why are you sending me this? Uh, yeah, and Russ. <laughs> Anyhow, so I I like the traveler's armor because it looks like very simple. It looks like the wandering samurai. He does, and I kind of like that because I'm I'm learning more about my tech my technique and how I want to fight. And so the armor doesn't dictate that though. I, yeah, I know the armor doesn't dictate that. You just feel more authentic. You, I, th- you I just feel like think, yeah, more like re- like yes. a traveler. Yeah, a traveler. Not too much bling, not too much bling, low profile. I think I might switch it up. Well, well good. I, I think for me, I'm I'm one. There's like one more phase of the Lady Masako armor that mm-hmm. I have to unlock before it's totally maxed out. But yeah. I've, I think there's like four phases. Yeah, something like that. So I'm like three out of four. But yeah, I, I totally know what you're saying because I feel the same way. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to over time upgrade each of the armor classes that you come across, armor sets. And uh, be able to enjoy and appreciate the artistry of, of each one. Because I'm totally with you. Like I think the the whole wandering traveler, you know, uh, more of the, the dusty, worn, ratty looking uh, fatigues are actually kind of romantic in its own way as, as a, a samurai. And so I'm curious to see like, like what additional pieces come with that. It's just it's one of the, the many fun drill down features of the game itself. But I've been having a lot of fun with that, Steve. Um, it's been a lot of uh, entertaining value. What, what? What? Why are you looking? Oh, up? Uh, is is someone calling you from afar? I need a hockalugi. Is uh, <laughs> is there a dog whistle going off somewhere? Yeah, you hear it? M- my acute hearing through the headphones, I can hear a dog whistle <laughs> from afar. <laughs> Yes, not. it's as simple as me hawking and looking, wondering if I should just quietly should sneak to the bathroom no, or, no, or just no, no, throw I, it on the carpet and wondering you if you notice are it. to sit in that chair and just uh, chew ah. on that like it's your own personal cow cud there, Steve. Yeah, just do that. No. <laughs> uh, but anyway, in addition to that, um, I did watch the Sideshow Collectibles presentation which i gave you a little bit of a glimpse Uh of Mm -hmm. so due to the uh sob better known as COVID 19 uh the san diego comic-con as well as all the other comic-cons that have gone on for the year have been shutting down and canceled and postponed all that awful nonsense um but as a result they have also started to um adapt more of like have an online presence to show off all of the new statues and so Sign Show ended up having their well what they did was they created a booth within their offices which is i I mean i I must say it's it's pretty smart to do and so you could tell they they, uh, probably um, used a two or so rooms and, and, um, kind of retrofitted the whole thing to, to make it look more as if you were at SDCC. And the, the first thing about it is, is that I, I noticed that they didn't have quite as many statues on display. And I do think it's probably, um, the result of, of how coronavirus has impacted, the various studios that create these statues that, um, have partnered with Sideshow. But Sideshow themselves, they've actually came through with quite a few pieces of their own. And, um, luckily for me, I was able to, uh, not feel as though my wallet was getting too queasy when it came to, to their products in particular. There were like, I would say, one or two that were really cool, like like Sideshow had this one, it was the Rancor statue from Return of the Jedi, you know, the, the huge beast that Luke Skywalker fights sure. underneath Jabba's palace. Right. The thing was huge. And I don't know. I am looking at am thinking that's a that's a mighty fine piece. So I've got that on my radar. But the big one, which is the one that I showed you, Steve, was by Iron Studios. Huh. And it is the X-Men 110th scale diorama. And for those of you out there who maybe have not seen this, I highly encourage you to check it out. Go on YouTube, do a search for Iron Studios X-Men 1 10th scale diorama. The whole thing has been, um, I think, at least a, a one year in production as they, they put the prototype together. But the idea is you have three main sections of this entire diorama. And the, the whole premise is that the Sentinels have descended upon the uh, Professor Xavier's School for the Gifted, and so the whole uh, X-Men mansion has been just demolished by the Sentinels. And I've been told that the, the idea came from an actual storyline from the comic books where you had the X-Men have a brief alliance with the Brotherhood of Mutants. So you had Magneto, the Blob, Juggernaut, all, all of these these different villains who actually teamed up with the X-Men to take out these Sentinels because the Sentinels, of course, are uh, designed to be able to hunt down and take out any and all mutants. Non-negotiating. Exactly, yeah. And so... Um, for me personally, as a statue collector, normally one tenth scale is not my jam. Like like normally, I am am interested in like one one quarter scale, like one twentieth. No, not one twentieth. It's like micro machine level there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That that's more your area. <laughs> uh, but no, like like one fourth oh, scale, sale <laughs> one fourth scale, one third scale, one half scale. Like that's kind of more my area. There, the the one to one scale. Oh, yeah. um, I have in the past avoided just because I don't feel as though the fidelity of the sculpts actually hold up Uh, at that level. Although not to digress too far, there is a company in particular by the name of queen studios, Mm -hmm. which is a a newer um, studio to the the industry itself. And they actually apparently can produce one-to-one scales. Uh, That look mighty nice. Okay, But anyway, Uh, back to the X-Men thing. So, One of the things I thought was so cool was that in terms of the one-tenth scale, the Sentinels Mm. are these towering, huge, Titan-class-looking Teddy rucks. yeah. No, they're not Teddy Ruxpens, too. (laughs) And so even at one-tenth scale, these things are still, I mean, Uh what, like two and a half feet tall? I mean, it's a really nice thing. But then the X-Men themselves are a whole lot tinier, and normally I wouldn't be into that. However, this whole thing, you literally have the blue team fighting off a sentinel. You have the gold team fighting off a second sentinel. And then you have the Brotherhood of Mutants that are fighting off a third sentinel. And so perfect for the dinner table. Exactly. Exactly. And see, here's the other thing too, Steve. Normally, X-Men are not the type of statues that I collect. Normally, I focus mainly on um, Batman. Sure. Sure. Uh, I've got Star Wars, like Star Wars Mythos line. having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And you haven't seen hardly any of uh, You gotta... Yeah, I know. You keep them all in <laughs> boxes. And that's not my fault. I am not. I didn't say it was your fault. You today. got the Transformers in there too. I do. Uh, I do have a handful of Transformers as well. So typically, you know, like I try time to... Time to let them breathe, Russ. I know. I know. You are totally right. I need to create a space uh, that is worthy of the artistry from each of those statues. But when it comes to this, Steve, I really want that statue. I want the X-Men diorama. Hmm. Buy the X-Men diorama or pay for the water bill. I <laughs> It's super cool, and just so you guys are aware, so each one of the Sentinels, like, for instance, if you like the Sentinel that has the X-Men blue team fighting it, all of the blue team characters come with that particular Sentinel. Same thing with the gold team. The gold team characters will come with that particular Sentinel, and so on and so forth, and each one of the Sentinels come with with an exclusive character. So the blue team comes with Jubilee. The Brotherhood of Mutants comes exclusively with Juggernaut. The other one, I am not exactly sure who it is that is the uh, considered the exclusive character. But I got to say, it's a very inspired piece. You could tell it's a passion project from Iron Studios. Iron Studios um, is not a company that typically I buy from, but I um, am definitely interested in this particular piece. And it'll probably be a long-term thing because they've included almost every X-Men in this. And that's saying something when it comes to the statue collecting because normally they they tend to stick to like, Wolverine, or some of the more char- like popular characters. They don't go through all of them. And I gotta say, I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, man, they got Omega Red, they got the Blob, they got Juggernaut, you know, Mystique is probably one of the more popular characters that gets made a lot, but they got Cable, they have Bishop, Archangel. Really, like the one X-Men, Steve. Uh-huh. Do you remember who my favorite X-Men is? Um, Morph. Morph? <laughs> Come on, you know which one my favorite is. Which one's my favorite, Beast? No. <laughs> <laughs> you were raised with me in the same household, and you oh. don't even know who my favorite X Man is, Steve. Um, no, you like Nightcrawler, Rust. Very good. I'm impressed. And just for the you listeners out there, Cyclops is Steve's favorite. Gambit's my favorite. No, it was. yes. I thought, I thought Cyclops no. was no. Well, that Give is not me a break. That no. is not even true. When the movie true. came out, when the movie came out, I was like, "Yeah, cool, we got Cyclops." You're like, "Oh, Cyclops is Steve's favorite." Okay, uh, but I, in I the wanted, comics, I wanted Gambit. You, you what? I this is wa- news to me. Okay, no, I I played Gambit in the arcade. I mean, uh, Cyclops and uh, the arcade because he was available. That's a great arcade yes, by the way, and I loved Cyclops. But I thought you liked Cyclops I in the comic book. I like Gambit. Oh, uh, this is news uh, to me. Steve. No, yeah, it's got uh, whatever. You, you, I totally thought because I remember you even drew pictures as a kid uh, of both Cyclops. Of, uh, I drew a lot of them. I will not believe this until I you show me evidence. Tempted, yes, to draw more, but <laughs> I totally want to see you draw again, man. <sighs> well, there is a, a Gambit as well in this collection, Steve. Right. So. Therefore, uh, maybe I'll get you one. Maybe maybe I instead of getting you the entire thing, because I don't think, honestly, I don't think you'd appreciate it. I don't think you you would be grateful if I got you a whole Sentinel with uh, X-Men fighting it. I probably wouldn't. However, <laughs> I may... Yeah. Why'd you give me this, Russ? Take it back. <laughs> just, just take it back. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I hate you. I look at it every time I... <laughs> I walk over and you're like using it as like an ottoman. I'm like, Steve, what yeah. are you doing? I'm gonna hang my hat on the sentinel's hand. <laughs> I guess. But they are also selling each one of these one tenth scale characters as standalone. So if 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 you love Gambit, Steve, maybe I'll just hook you up with just the Gambit character itself. It's one tenth. It's like that big. It's a, it's it would be perfect for your desk. That'll work. Okay. I'll do that Christmas comes to you. Yeah. Make it for free Christmas. Yeah, a couple seasons away. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn has been released for PC. And I know you have no beefy PC whatsoever, so this means very little to you, not to mention the fact you have not <clears throat> played Horizon Zero Dawn. However, I am excited to be able to try and experience Horizon Zero Dawn on the PC. Well, aren't you... Okay, so this is what, I, I thought you were telling about stuff that you did this week. Well, I, I yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, I, I looked at an article, and I'm so excited. I was about to say, I talked to our boy, Sean, uh, Shanny, and he bought the game. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that he had already played it on PS4, uh-huh. and he was very excited to tell me that the graphics fidelity on the Sean. PC is amazing. So I was very excited because I was holding off because I'd already beat the game. I already have it for PS4. I can play it on PS4 Pro. And I'm looking forward to playing it on PS5 to see like the uh, possible graphics uh, jump and that sort of thing. So like, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's worth mentioning, Steve. Okay. How, how's Shawny doing? Shani. Oh, Shawny's great. Shawny's just Shani. going through. He's he's playing all kinds of games. He's, he's enjoying life. Yeah. So, you know, uh, g- good for him. What time does he wake up in the morning? He's a bit more of a night owl. Ah, oh, that's my boy. He he stays up till, uh, I don't know, probably about one in the morning that's on average. nothing. I well, I mean, I mean, actually, no. Nowadays, it's something. But before, I'm like, 1 a.m., I got a couple hours in me. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the, the typical gaming lifestyle, right? Is right. You, you play games to the wee hours in the morning, and then you sleep in till, I don't that's know, great. 10 or so. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Good, good old days. Man. Good sleep, too. Gaming news here. We have a few stories. First one is that Spider Man is coming to Marvel's Avengers game as a PlayStation exclusive. Did you read about this, Steve? Yes, yeah, the dead breath. PlayStation has confirmed that Spider Man will be coming to Marvel's Avengers as a free PlayStation exclusive. Spider Man will be released post launch, so he won't be available when Marvel's Avengers is released mm. on September 4th, which is crazy. That's coming up really fast. FYI to the I-9. Are you going to play that game? Yeah. You're going to buy Marvel's Avengers? Oh, yeah. Are you excited about it? I am. Why is that? <laughs> Hashtag oh, <no>. Avengers. <laughs> A leaked retail listing previously seemed to indicate that Spider-Man would be an exclusive DLC character for Marvel's Avengers. The retailer clarified that the listing was erroneous, but that appears to be damage control for the real leak. Oh... Now I'm not exactly surprised or shocked necessarily by this, just because Sony, of course, brought Insomniac Studios into the fold, which has Uh the the rights both uh, for the game, and Sony, as as a company, owns the rights still to the Spider-Man licensed IP. So um, I got to say, kudos to Sony for orchestrating that. Sony has been quite the clever company, I would say, over the past year or so when it comes to these deals. What's Microsoft going to get? I mean, I don't think they're getting anything. I'm not sure. Uh, At least I have not heard. Bunch of of balderdash. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard of of any kind of uh, exclusive Marvel character that will be only on their system. I think this was... Once again, this was Sony uh, wheeling and dealing behind the scenes because that's a big deal. Spider-Man is an extremely popular character, and he is one of the Avengers. And Xbox gamers will not be able to play Spider-Man. What do you think about that, Steve? Are you upset? Well, do you guess, feel like you're missing out um, Or do you not care? Do you, well, well, is, is that, let me ask you this, Steve. Are you going to buy... What? Are you going to Yeah, we should get dessert after this <laughs> lemon pie. Do you think that it is going to influence your decision as to which system you play the game uh, on? Uh, uh, um, me. Uh, me. Because, I mean, in a sense, you are going to be missing out on a bit of the DLC content that is i mean let's be real this is this is a unique piece of content that you kind of want to use experience geek out over i think i'll make my decision closer to release so what i'm thinking is maybe <laughs> if you God! wanted to get a copy on Xbox and then what i'll do is i'll buy the copy on PlayStation, because then if I just download it, you can play it too, and then we can kind of share Spider-Man. Oh, I see where you're headed with this. Ah. Uh, I like, uh, I like your thought process, Steve. You picking up when I'm throwing down? I smell what you're stepping in. Absolutely. <laughs> Overwatch Summer Games 2020 skins. Uh, this actually almost got by me, but then I was like, Ah, yeah, I <laughs> see ya. <laughs> um, have you seen all the new skins yet? No, I haven't. Okay, so they have. I mean, it's part of their their. Um, yeah. You know, summer yeah. games kind of thing, yeah. which I'm surprised that they continue to call it summer games. I would I would figure it would just be like summer fun or uh, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, Farrah, my 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 lady Farrah, has a, a lifeguard outfit, which I think is really fun. It looks like uh, Doomfist has uh, a fun type of summery outfit. Sure. Baptiste yeah. has more of a, a tropical kind of look to him. Uh-huh. Echo. Okay, so the Echo outfit, it's like, it's like, a, okay, but I will say the Echo outfit on her wings, they're surfboards, too, which which is kind of fun. Nice. It's, it's fun, but it's pretty fun, I gotta say. Now, are they going to continue doing Lucio ball? Because I didn't really care really, for like, Lucio. I like Lucio ball, personally, Whatever. I enjoyed it as a bit of a changeup. And yes, they are bringing back the ball of Lucio. Um, Brigitte? has a new outfit as well. Um, I I think most of the other ones are mostly the same. Hammond, I think, is new. I think that uh, Bastion has uh, kind of a newer outfit as well. I, I would say, if I had to guess, it looked like there were probably roughly eight, maybe ten new outfits total. Yeah, that sounds about usual. And then they released... You know, or made available, I should oh, say, all of the of previous course, of course, summer games of that really oh, you want to get. Yeah, that, that's not. Are there any outfits that you're dying to get that no, are locked? No, no. I, I, mostly it's me. I like the Halloween stuff. I like the Halloween stuff and I like the Christmas stuff. Sometimes the anniversary stuff. Yeah. But the I summer ha- stuff, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. I no, mean, I, I would say I'm probably in alignment with you and that. <laughs> Nintendo just reported a wild 428% surge in profits thanks to the lockdown gaming boom. Yet another example of why it's amazing to be in the gaming industry. Nintendo reported an operating profit of 144.7 billion yen, which is the equivalent of 1.4 billion dollars in the April to June quarter, smashing analyst expectations. Sales of the company's popular Nintendo Switch and Switch Lite consoles grew around 167% to 5.68 million units in the quarter. The firm has now sold 22.4 million copies of Animal Crossing, (laughs) <laughs> New Horizons sur- uh, surpassing sales of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I am Ooh. I am happy to say, Steve, I am one of those 22.4 million people who have bought the game just because my daughter wants to play it, and I gotta say, it, it's it's a. Uh, It's a nice break from the other types of games. It's very relaxing, casual. Sure. Uh, I still have no idea what I'm doing. Sure. uh, I am honestly shocked. There are a lot of people I know who actually have the game. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, It's amazing. So anyway. Are they all six years old, Russ? No, they're not. (laughs) They're actually, there's a broad range, (laughs) I must say. Uh, There are a lot of folks who are um, 50 years old. Well, I was going to say that they're not too far <laughs> off. I'd say 30s, 40s who, who really enjoy the game as well. So hats off to Nintendo for their continued success. They literally are a money-making machine. What they know are they doing? This is a big one that almost got our topic of the day today, but we decided to cross over at the last second and change it. Rocksteady has announced officially that they're making a Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad. game. This is good. The Batman Arkham series developer Rocksteady has announced that it is working on a Suicide Squad video game and will announce further details on August 22nd as part of DC Fandom, DC Comics' digital fan event. It's basically their version of being able to showcase what they've got coming down the pipe since they can't do it at SDCC or any other comic convention for that matter. So there's, there's kind of a two-parter that I wanted to cover on this. First of all, I am super stoked to find out about what it is that Rocksteady is working on because I'm a big, oh, big fan. Of course fan. you are. Did, you, yeah, did you? Let me ask you this. Yes, Ross, I did. Did you play through all three Batman Arkham games or not? Because I don't remember if you did. I did. You did? I did. Yeah. Which one's your favorite? I like the second one. You like the second one. I like the second one. Arkham City. Yes, I did like it. Why do you like that one the best? I just felt that it it, it was it felt to me more like Arkham. Okay. Than the third Arkham when it was kind of like Arkham Anarchy. Yeah, Arkham Anarchy. Yeah, it was kind of like that one. Mm. And I like the Batmobile better. Russ. Well, 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 wait, wait, well, wait! No, hold, hold, hold the wait, phone. Wait, did, ha- did it hold the phone, Steve? Batman: Arkham Knight was the third a... one uh, introduced the Batmobile. The Arkham City game did not have a Batmobile. It was the, way. Okay. Okay. So maybe I'm getting my Batmans mixed up. <gasps> uh-huh. The the latest Batman, I didn't really care for that. I mean, I That's played Batman it. That's Batman Arkham, Arkham Nights. Okay. The not one. That was. Uh, yeah. How could you not like that? I'm not saying I did like it. Uh-huh. I'm saying I'm not, I didn't like it as much as the second one. The second one was what? Arkham City? Yes. Okay. Batman I like Arkham, Arkham City. City. Dr. Hugo Strange was kind of the main baddie in that one. Uh-huh. You had, uh, of course, a huge roster of other villains that you came sure. across. Sure. But what, what I'm still waiting to hear why that one is your favorite. It seemed darker to me. Um, it seemed like, it, I just liked Arkham City pre-anarchy. Pre-anarchy, okay. And well, because in Arkham City, the whole thing is that, like, the villains have taken over a portion of Arkham. Yes. Well, I'm have. sorry, not, not even really Arkham. They, they've taken over a portion of Gotham. And have called it Arkham City. Right. But in the third one, it just seemed like a polish over of the second one. So I didn't feel like it was necessarily a brand new game. From Arkham Asylum, Arkham City felt like a proper sequel. I see. The third one didn't feel like it was that much of an ad, ad, advance because you're still in Arkham City. It's just, it, I, well, no, I, I don't in know. The, in the third one, you're basically in most of Gotham. Like They, they fleshed out. like. Our, okay, well, got, okay, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sh- sure. Okay, got it. <laughs> and I'm not saying the story was bad. It just didn't feel like altogether that much different mm. than the second one. So I like the second one better than the third. Fair enough. So, okay, this is interesting. They, they they dropped on social media just the other day a picture. It's a teaser where it has the back of Superman and it has the Suicide Squad logo in the shape of a target. So they're targeting the head of Superman. Which is kind of, you're not going to do anything anyway. So like, why? Well, what if they're targeting it with Krypton, Steve? Kryptonite. Kryptonite bullet. There you go. I mean, he is susceptible. <laughs> But no, I think I think it really helps to, I don't know, start a, a, a dialogue of fun, gossipy, rumor goodness until they actually say what's going on. My hope, and I talked to you a little bit about this yesterday, is I hope because it sounds like like you're you're definitely taking on more of like the Suicide Squad characters mm-hmm. through this game. Um, my kind of like where, where my brain goes. Where is it going, Rod? First of all, in the teaser, we only see Superman. But there has been talk about what if the entire JLA is included in this game, where it's not just Superman that you're going after, but you're trying to go after Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, um, Cyborg, just the Cyborg. Aqu- Aquaman, all of them. And so. If that is indeed the case, then would you be limited to just being the Suicide Squad characters as you take on the JLA? Hmm. Or great question. would it be that based on where you are within the narrative itself, you actually take turns being the Suicide Squad versus being controlling characters from the JLA in kind of like this uh, swapping back and forth of the point of view of the different uh, groups, so to speak. I don't know about that, Russ. It probably, if anything, it's either going to be like you're going to be one or the other, but they are not going to be swapping like, okay, now this mission, you're Batman. Okay, now this mission, you're Harley Quinn. And this mission, I, I, I don't know. Probably, what would you prefer, though? Like, like if you had, if they came to you and said, Steve, nah, we want to make the game that you want. But what would you like? Like in the, they gave you the the premise, like okay, we have the Suicide Squad that we're going to be using, uh-huh. and we also have the JLA. Uh huh. How do you want to move forward, JLA? So you want to be the JLA, JLA. fighting the suicides? Mm-hmm. Want to be the JLA? Okay, okay, that's fair enough as well, Steve. The other part of this story is <laughs> <The> JLA. <laughs> is that DC has announced that they are doing their DC fandom and. apparently they're going to be having all kinds of different announcements. Um, I know that one of the announcements was that James Gunn, who's the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, if you recall, Steve, we talked earlier on last year about how he had signed on to direct Mm -hmm. the sequel to Suicide Squad, which was a train wreck, uh, excluding Margot Robbie because Margot Robbie is awesome. But... Apparently, he's gonna have some information, and in they're they're just gonna open the barn doors, so to speak, and be able to have a whole lot of other probably movie announcements, gaming announcements, comic announcements. So we will be having an episode that's gonna be dedicated in the future right around the august twenty second time frame to cover all of that. But I'm actually looking forward to it. One of the things that popped in my mind regarding that particular situation, is that Jim Lee is the chief creative officer over at DC. And ever since he came over there, I've seen this for years now. He has really helped the brand of DC, the visual aesthetic of all the characters, the, the marketing efforts and everything. I mean, just, it's it's sexy. It looks great. Like, like they, they really have uh, increased the, the production Jimmy. values of all that is there. J-Love knows what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy. Exactly. Gym. Now, Steve, it, going back to Animal Crossing, um, had a couple of other notes here. This is probably why I was talking about Animal Crossing earlier this week. Okay. But if yeah, so the, I mean, the Animal Crossing New Horizons the sales—they did in fact reach 22.4 million. About that. Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things I forgot to mention is that um, Nintendo's net profits rise over 500 percent year on year. Uh, So I just wanted to to give you one little piece here of of a a detail. Well, I have a couple pieces here. Uh, This this, this is an addendum to what I talked about earlier. So Nintendo's first quarter results for its fiscal year ended March 2021 have revealed some impressive details, including that Animal Crossing has sold, as we said, over 22 million copies. Yeah, that the Switch has sold over 61 million units and that Nintendo's net profits, as stated by the headline, year on year have grown by over 500, so it's it's um it's very interesting now now due to Animal Crossing selling at present time 22.4 million units has become the second best selling Nintendo Switch game behind Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's 26.74 million. And it has surpassed both, as I think I mentioned this earlier, both Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which have sold 19.99 million and 18.60 million units, respectively. That means that Animal Crossing is, in fact, a heavyweight in the Switch world there, stupid nothing to be trifled with. It is a runaway success. I'm gonna tie you down and force you to play it. (laughs) Segwaying into some movie news, Marvel has reportedly agreed to all of Brie Larson's MCU requests. If you recall, Steve, actually, no, no, I'm I'm not going to just spoonfeed this. Who's Brie Larson, Steve? Brie Larson is Captain Marvel. I knew you paid attention. But yes, Brie Larson cashed in the hefty sum of $5 million for headlining Captain Marvel, which is the highest amount the studio has ever paid someone for their first starring role in the MCU. However, with Carol Danvers' solo debut bringing in over $1.1 billion with a capital B globally, and the title hero set to be positioned as one of the faces of the entire franchise and the next leader of the Avengers going forward, the 30-year-old was... Said to be asking for a bigger piece of the pie for the future appearances. The old want to rene- renegotiate the old contract. There's Dave. Wish I could do that. would be like, you know, I like to renegotiate where I stand. I, you know, I suppose I took you. You could. could, Russ. I could. Oh, it's going to be a new week for you. What have I been doing all these years? Anyway, uh, while this no doubt causes some controversy among the vocal minority that want her ousted completely, and I'm I'm sure you have heard of that, how there there are uh, a group of fans who are not impressed with the the uh, casting selection. Mm, Yeah. With Thor on his way out... (laughs) And this is something that I didn't realize. Black Panther is rumored to be getting replaced. I am not too happy about that. I'm not happy about that either. Uh, Sony more than, let's see. uh, Oh, and Sony more than capable of pulling the plug on Spider-Man again. In the future, Brie Larson's Carol Danvers is apparently Marvel's safest bet to lead the franchise into the future. And it appears that they will be compensating her as such. I don't remember what you thought of Brie Larson in Captain Marvel. What'd you think? Um, I, I, well, I really didn't care for her nor the story of Captain Marvel. I, I just thought she was going a side character. I was never going to say, oh, she's going to be the new leader. That's who i choose. You know, I, <laughs> I, no, I, I was like way passable on that character and, uh, Brie Larson. So we shall see. I'm going to keep an open mind, but, um, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. John Wick 5 announced will film back to back with fourth movie in early 2021. This makes me a happy man, Steve. This makes me a very happy man. As you are well aware, the John Wick series is one of my favorites. Lionsgate CEO says that both films are in the scripting stage and they hope to have John Wick 4 ready for Memorial Day weekend in 2022. According to Deadline, in addition to Amazon, uh, la, 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 no, um, they did not actually give a release date as to when this will be coming into the, the stores and all that. It's a little too early, but this makes me extremely excited because if you recall when we were reviewing John Wick Chapter Three, we brought up the notion that that Keanu Reeves is not getting any younger. I mean, the guy's in his fifties yeah, already. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. D- did he find the Fountain of Youth, there, he's been, Steve? He's been working hard lately. He's oh, uh, well, I know he's a hardworking man. Yeah, he's been doing a lot. No, he's great. But like when you when it comes to the kung fu martial arts, uh, you know, you just um, the body can't take as much punishment the older you yeah. get. But I'm really happy to see that they have both four and five that will be filmed back to back. And my hope is, I mean, here's my thing. I hope they get to 10. I want to see 10 chapters. Can you imagine? That'd be great. Can you imagine? That'd be great. I want to see 10 chapters of John Wick. You know he's working on Bill and Ted also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you know about that, Rose? I do, Steve. I've been yeah. following it, actually. Okay, okay. I was a fan of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, it kind of lost me a little bit. I remember seeing it in the theater. I was like, uh, yeah, okay, it's, it's not bad, but I definitely prefer the first one. Well, what do you think about that, Steve? In terms of uh, John Wick getting back to yeah. I want—I want to know what you think, Steve. I don't want him to get hurt, Russ. I think i i am not sure. I—someone you know, was saying they spotted uh, Keanu Reeves doing a bunch of smoking, like chain smoking, and I'm like, you can't be doing a bunch of chain smoking and working on high-intensity workout kind of action flicks, you know? Yeah. I, wanna, I don't want to—I don't want to—I don't want to lose Keanu anytime soon. We all love Keanu. We I mean, love Keanu. You know? I yeah. love you, Keanu. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that we're gonna be enjoying him in Cyberpunk 2077. We are, man. He's been working hard. Yeah, we're doing great thing. Love it. Things. Love him. He's a workhorse, that man. And I, and I <laughs> for one, can't get enough of Mr. Reeves. I, I, I want, uh, I want to see him in as much as uh, possible. Yeah, we should have him on the show. We should have him on the show. <laughs> I'll uh, contact his agent and uh, schedule something. Have, have him come on here. <clears throat> yeah, uh, if uh, in the gr- great off chance that Keanu Reeves is listening. <laughs> yeah. Let me see who's we in We would why. love to have you on the show, sir. Let me see who's online on the guest list. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Keanu's number uh, 20. <laughs> Let me see how much we can pay you. Yeah. Uh have George you Washington. Want- <laughs> you want dinner tonight? And George Washington. <laughs> oh, what do I have in here? Oh, George Washington's little lonely wants to join his buddies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that is uh, your movie news, Steve. Well get ready to watch, that's right, another State of Play! It's your Topic of the Day! Topic of the day is the Sony state of play August edition impressions. This is something that came out earlier this week as the tit for tat drags on between all of these companies (laughs) who are not willing to show all of their cards. They uh, they focused mostly on the PS4 games uh, mm. this time around. They yeah. had one or two PS5 titles that they they showed as well. But um, before we start going into the the list here, I've just got to say, I officially speaking, I am over the whole like not showing everything at once thing because it to me it's so, it's just underwhelming after underwhelming after underwhelming experience. What what we'll say you, Steve? Yeah, I I'm I'm definitely feeling. It. I they see they're they're kind of throwing blows with each other but it's almost like <laughs> it's like they're almost it, it's hardly even like a shove fest though i mean <laughs> don't like, touch me don't touch me yeah it's 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 like they have their finger in front of the other one's face like i'm not touching you i'm not touching yeah, you this at <laughs> stop you. it stop I'm, it i'm giving you a look i'm giving you another look right now <laughs> but like it's hard to get excited about stuff when um they go they you know, this wasn't, I'm not going to say this was amped up, like, you know, there was really hype, um, hype no, trained, but, but I mean, it was there and I'm like, oh, cool, another show. But I'm, you know, it. I'm looking for reasons. Like I said before, you asked me like, hey, launch day. Mm. I'm looking for reasons to get the system on launch day. I'm looking for reasons to just get excited. I'm looking for reasons. Yeah, exactly. That's my thing. Like, like every time that there is a next gen console transition that takes place, like that is typically probably one of the most exciting times to be a gamer because you look forward to what. Is beyond the curtain. What, what is beyond the veil? Yeah. What can we do with today's technology? To in, in, in the world of tomorrow, and end of the world of tomorrow. Yeah. What and, can we look forward to? This is the first year where it hasn't felt like that at all. Like like we keep like anticipating that we're going to see something that's like, <gasps> and and then like you watch it. It doesn't matter which company it is. You're like. Okay, well, it wasn't bad, but there wasn't anything that was jaw-dropping. I'm, I'm not picking my jaw right. up off the floor. It wasn't bad, but it's definitely not good. My thing, here, here's the way I would approach it. If, if I had control over these companies, I would say, look, we're going to have a show where we're going to show everything everything that we have out the gate first. And then what we'll do is we'll have subsequent shows that are more of a drill down demo of various games. So that way it gives each game the chance to like, have their time in the sun. And also for those who are interested in learning more about that game, you know, it, it's it's a lot like Cyberpunk in the sense that Cyberpunk 2077, they they, they showed like this huge um, presentation on it. And then since that time, they've had more of a drill downs where they focus on various features of the game, that sort of thing. That's how you do it. Right. Because you, you, you not only maintain the excitement level, but you build upon it in that regard. That's not what's happening with these companies. These companies are intentionally holding back. They're omitting certain things because they want to try and, like, maintain or even, in their minds, build up hype by showing new stuff here and there. But as far as I'm concerned, it's like, it's not working. I think it's backfiring. And I'm not alone in this. I've seen other prominent uh, members of the media who have um, expressed the same type of response. Yeah, it's almost as if, they the the main concern is to corporate punch each other instead of satisfy the gamer. Corporate hadouken each other, pretty much, and 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 that's what it seems like. All of the shows that have come out, yes, people are anticipating they can't wait to play like the new game, the next generation. You know that's coming, whatnot. But there, you cannot ignore the overwhelming meh reaction of every everything that's coming out yes there are some highlights i will say that there are some highlights that you know but by and large the systems that have come out before you're like oh man i can't wait to get the 360 with you know game x or i can't wait to get the you know the PS3, PS4 with game X. I don't get that on launch day. I'm gonna stand in line. I'm gonna get there a day before. I, I took a day off of work just so I could stand in exactly, line. Exactly. Yeah. And I like I don't care. Yes, I will pick it up eventually. And yes, there are games that I wanna get, but like I I'm I'm watching and I'm looking for something that I could spend money on. And I mean I guess I should say Thank you for letting me hold on more of my money and maybe spending on different family stuff, (laughs) groceries, (laughs) groceries. But I get to eat this month. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we can have air conditioning because I paid the power bill instead of (laughs) bought another game. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So, anyhow, it's 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 just difficult because I think this year is the year that they have touted like the hardware so much i don't remember anything else prior to like xbox one x for example i don't recall requ- i don't remember anything of of the hardware specs before i they, they i remember them saying something okay yeah uh, it's gonna be a 64 bit you know whatever okay that's the, like the one thing i remember and then it, when the system came out yes you could definitely tell a jump in and graphics and sound now they're going, oh, teraflops and GPUs and RAM. <laughs> I'm going, man, that sounds really amazing because I don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> and so it must be really powerful. And then they go, here you go. You ready? Yeah. Here's the games. And then we're looking at them going, wait, was this a mistake? Was it a mistake? Is this current gen? I mean, I I mean, I. mean, mean, uh, it looks like current gen like no next gen, yeah, yeah I will say that there are certain things that are going against them such as like if when they do a live stream the highest resolution you, that is supported true. is 1080p true that doesn't do them any favors because these systems are natively 4k true it, and if you watch those like re-watch them well after they've, they've done their, their stream thing and they've actually um gotten their video uploaded to like YouTube for instance sure there is a a noticeable upgrade to the quality of the graphics so i want to be fair in that regard true however it's not like an it is noticeable but it's not a night and day difference yeah i mean some of the some of the games that you saw today on state of play that rhymed (laughs) i I took a second Yeah, it did rhyme (laughs) um you should be a poet yeah it's not like you're gonna watch some of the games and have this, you know, tremendous, it's going to look totally different than what you saw today. I mean, some of these games are going to be released like in a few months. Mm -hmm. So the game is pretty much, yeah, it's not done, but it's a good concept of what to expect upon release. Yeah, no, it's true. And when I look at the list of games from each of the publishers, There are certain titles that I have an asterisk next to. Like, I I know that there are going to be games coming out that I'm going to enjoy. They will probably be an enjoyable gaming experience. But it all goes back to what everybody keeps talking about, which is where are, like, the jaw-dropping, triple-A, memorable-moment, can't-believe, like, Cyberpunk 2077-level games specifically designed for next-gen hardware, and we're just not seeing that. And I, like when if I think of Xbox, for instance, I know I'm still going to get an Xbox Series sure. X, sure. Because that's what I do. I'm a gamer. I'm a hardcore gamer. I love to play games that sort of thing. And, w- and when the, the the console launches, I know like a game like Forts of Motorsport Eight or whatever it is. Sure, you know, I know I'm going to enjoy that game. It's going to be a fun racing game. It will. It's dependable. Everything else. Halo. I'll probably enjoy the it's game. It's free. You know, it it's, Game Pass is awesome. But when it comes to all this. Um, in terms of the style of presentation, you know, at this point too, like we're in August now and it's September, October, November. And November is pretty much the month that the, the consoles will debut. It's like, how long are you guys going to stave off? Cause here's what I'm thinking. Pre-orders. Every console cycle, when you have a, a next gen release, You typically will have pre-orders that come out. So like several months in advance, if you want to pre-order the system, so that way you guarantee you will have one on launch day, that's what happens. Well, how much longer are you going to hold off on the price point of your systems? Because at some point, like I would think August, um, if not August, then definitely by September, you've got to make those pre-orders become available because you... What are you gonna do? Wait until like the month of, and then release your. Or, or, or here, here's a brilliant one. We're not gonna tell you what it is until launch day. It's like, well, then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have like chaos with buyers who like. I mean, they're they're taking a leap of faith. They're like, oh, I guess I'll pre order it for now. Yeah, I'll write you a blank check. Yeah, and Just then like the day of, then then all of a sudden it's like I can't afford that, and they'll cancel their <laughs> pre order. So anyway, that's something that I'm thinking about, too, um, and I, th- I think that's, that's a good example of how the keeping the cards close to the vest, I feel like, is starting to backfire on these companies because I think people are just getting burned out on not being told everything. It's getting bored too. Well, yeah, you're getting bored, but it's, it's, it's like when you're in a relationship with someone who constantly omits details, like, like, you know, you're, you're asking for a story and they tell you what happened and everything. And then like, you know, a few weeks later, they tell you more and they divulge more details. You're like, well, wait a minute. Like I thought that was the end of the story. No, you have more. Okay. Well, then is that all, or do you have more and start to develop trust issues? Well, kind of, you're just like, (laughs) dude, like quit, quit editing and omitting out like all the, just tell me the whole story. And then later on we can have additional conversations about the story itself. And we can, you know, have, uh, you know, some drill downs into different facets of that story, but it's kind of annoying. I think that's, that's the thing. It's it's not like I don't trust the companies, but like, I just, I find it obnoxious. It's kind of annoying. I'm like, just, I want to know all the new details now and then, you know, I would love for you to have subsequent kind of things that that kind of dive further into that. So, how to get off of my chest. That particular part of the rant is over for now. Anyway, when it comes to our topic of the day, so they had a list of games. I figure we just go through and see. They led off with Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. I am a fan of the original Crash Bandicoot game. I really enjoyed it. It was probably one of my favorite games for the PlayStation. And I'm happy to see that you can tell they they actually put some TLC into this particular yeah, title. Yeah, have some love for sure. I think um, I will definitely pick this up. Um, whether I play it on PS4 or PS5, I'm sure it's compatible with PS5. It's probably gonna be one of those titles I just play on PS5 just because I want to enjoy the performance boost. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Now, Hitman 3 was a game that they previewed at the previous state of play. They showed a bit more of, like, the VR side of things. I like Hitman as well. I think it's a fun game. Again, it's not a game that, like, totally makes me crazy excited for next gen or anything like that. But Hitman is a franchise that I do find fun to play every now and then. I like me some Hitman. I don't know about getting it on VR, but I definitely like the Hitman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll probably just play the standard version of it. But um, then they went to Braid Anniversary Edition. I never played the original Braid I. Did recognize the game itself. So, I mean, it's one of those games that is getting a facelift. It's getting a graphics boost when it comes to uh, PS4. Which I can appreciate. Yeah, I, I am always really grateful to companies who actually go to certain games that have some sort of fan following and they give it some TLC and make it better. I mean, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm not personally a fan. Or I mean, yeah. okay, let me rephrase that. I've never played the game, so therefore I'm not a fan of this particular game. Um, but I'm glad for those who are fans, they are getting that. Then they showed a game called Spelunky two. It's, it's like an old school. Oh uh, no, let, let me, let me back up. They showed the pathless, which if you recall, that was that, that stylized archer right. Eagle relationship thing. Yeah. So I like certain things about this game in the sense that like, like the movement, the motion was really fluid. It was really cool. Um, I enjoyed that. I like the idea of being able to fly on, on your Eagle and have him like carry you around at different times. At first, I was getting a little bored with the overview just because it looked like it was just target practice. Like you're kind of going from place to place and you're seeing places where you can fire your your bow and arrow to try and get a bullseye or something. It's like, okay, I'm not sure if this is my cup of tea. It's You're definitely your cup of tea. But <laughs> you love the bow and arrow. I love the bow and arrow games, but not when you're constantly <laughs> in like this practice mode. But... To the credit of the overview, they did talk more about how, like, you start to take on some of these larger creatures and everything else. So, I'm I think it's on my radar personally. I, I didn't write the game off, I was thinking, okay, this is at least worth checking out. What do you think? I'm gonna pass. You're gonna pass it. That's now. not, I mean, I was. When they said it was PS5, I really checked out because I thought that's all you can do with like the like the environments and the background graphics. And I mean, and yeah, you're sliding through fields of grass and flowers and target practicing, and that looks kind of cool for five minutes. But I would expect there. I mean, if all you're doing for probably a good half portion of the game is sliding around and shooting targets and flying around, I would have hoped the environments would look a lot more plush and beautiful. And oh my gosh, that is incredible. And I, and that wasn't there. It was no Unreal Engine Five. No, demo. but I mean, can you imagine that game with Unreal Engine Five? Oh, I, I can. mean, now okay, now you got my you got my attention exactly. Spelunky Two is an old school 2D platform game. Again, um, apparently has some sort of cult following with, with uh, the fan base, and they have a sequel that's coming out. Again, not my cup of tea. Right. I'm not really interested in that, but I could see the allure um, that other gamers would have to it. They had uh, another game called like Genshin, I believe. It's like an action JRPG-ish type of game. Lots of bright, colorful graphics. Swords. Yeah, lots of swords. Spells. A lot of chaos on screen going on. Possible um, cosplay stuff I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Female characters wearing like, very suggestive <laughs> outfits while sitting very ladylike and having tea. Yeah, yeah. That's, supposedly that's good armor somehow. Yeah, <laughs> Protects the thighs when they're <laughs> exposed, you know? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm not, not really interested in that. There's another one called Aeon Must Die. Okay, now this one was a bit interesting to me. If you recall, that was like the anime style animation. It was like intentionally choppy in that anime way. And uh, you're some kind of Genji-ish looking protagonist and you're in this this kind of future sci-fi, cybernetic type world or whatever. I thought that actually had some chops. Was that one? Was that the game that, um, it was kind of like the fighting game? Yeah, well, it's like a two D side-scrolling action fighting game. Like I, 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 you have different like types. It, it looks just like a fighting game. I didn't. I didn't think it was. I think it's a. It's almost like a side scroller. It's not. It's not like a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. I think it's. It's actually like you're running around fighting things <laughs> <laughs> for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like getting into a fight today. I th- I could be wrong but I th- <laughs> that was my impression anyway. I feel like destroying anything that looks moderately scary. <laughs> <laughs> the, did you think that looked cool? I thought it looked better above average for what the show had to show. <laughs> Understandable. The next game after that was Anno Mutation. This is an anime 2D pixel game. Again, the art direction itself I thought was interesting. Sure. But I, it just didn't. It didn't make me excited. I was like, okay, um, yeah, uh, I don't think it looks bad, but it's seventy bucks—definitely <laughs> not seventy dollars worth. I don't know if they're going to charge that for that game or not. But and then they went back to Bug Snacks, which they already showed at yeah. the previous State of Play, and I'm telling you, I'm like, this is not a game that you want to show repeatedly. I'm sorry, yeah. this game looks forgettable. I'm not into bug snacks. What's it's no. I almost wonder if like the, the marketing should have been different for state of play so that the expectation of the viewer who's going to go, okay, yeah, I might wait to get a PS five, but I still love my PS four. Show me what's good on the PS four. And then they show you a bunch of kind of remake kind of games or third party kind of indie titles or what they should have games. Like here's what they should have done. They should have had clear communication as to having one state of play that was focused on the PS5 and another state of play that was focused on the PS4. If they had come out really clearly like that and said, hey, for those of you who are still on the PS4 and are not planning on getting a PS5, here are our roster of games. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then that means me as a gamer, my mind, I'm mentally now prepared to expect that going into it. It's like, okay, fine. You know, Anyway, uh, so let's see. So okay, they, they so they went from bug snacks to Vader Immortal VR. What was interesting about this is that um, X Lab, which is a part of Lucasfilm, they're the company that actually worked on the VR experience that you and I really liked. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. When, when you went to was it AMC or Cinemark? Uh, I believe it was. It was one of the major theater yeah. chains, um, and it was fantastic. You put on like this backpack and, and the headset and you're walking through these physical corridors and areas. I mean, it was a fantastic entertaining experience. I mean, we both thought it was, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, they've worked on this Vader immortal game. And um, again, like, like I'm looking at, I mean, certain times the graphics looked pretty good. Other times I'm like, this looks like previous gen. Like what, where are we with this? And maybe it's still in development. still like a, like a, you know, in-progress type of situation. Uh, However, I'm not willing to write that game off just because they did such a fantastic job with that theater experience. So I want to see more of of what they have to do with that. What do you think? Yeah, I would... If they were going to do a VR, you know what would be kind of cool if they did the VR was, like, if they made a version of, like, A New Hope, for example and you are Luke Skywalker, and, like, you have to hide in the Millennium Falcon or something somewhere, but you're seeing a lot of familiar sights that you saw with watching the movie with so many, but now it's a whole different perspective because you are Luke Skywalker, or maybe you're a stormtrooper, or maybe you're just like, hey, let's change the story a little bit. You're someone else who was riding along in the ship, you know, and so now you're reliving the movie, but with your perspective right. in a VR. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So they they went from that to showing Control Awe, which is the um, expansion pack for the game Control by Remedy Studios. It's a great game. I'm actually currently making my way through it. I have not beaten it, but I'm a big fan of Remedy games. And um, I am looking forward to this. I don't think this is an exclusive to PlayStation. I think that's going to be coming out on Xbox as well. But that's cool. I, I'm, I'm all for that. I know you haven't played Control. I'd be curious to see if you would like Control or not. Because you, I don't think you've played any of the I previous remedy titles either. I have not. Did you ever play Max Payne? Yes. What did you think of Max Payne? I like Max Payne. Well, then you might like this. this, <laughs> this. Yeah, maybe. Did you ever play Quantum Break? No. So Quantum Break was another one. this there. I think you actually would surprise yourself over how much you would enjoy the remedy games, based off of your enjoyment of Max Payne. Hmm. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, auto chess, not interested. Completely forgettable. Uh, pedestrian again. Uh, that, that's like the the little um, silhouettes of the, the the. It's like the bathroom male, oh, female right. silhouettes, and you're kind of I'm going like, through. What are we doing? I know. <laughs> like, is this like a game that you play when you're trying? I mean, maybe it's the game that I play when I'm trying to go to bed. And like I gotta sure. wind down doing something. I'll play the 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 bathroom <laughs> game, the, the bathroom person <laughs> game. Yeah. So then they go and they actually gave a little bit of a tease with the PS5. They're like, hey, we have a PS5 game we would like <laughs> to show you. So it was called Hood <laughs> Outlaws and Legends. This is when I started having a problem with it, where like I'm watching it, I'm thinking, why are we here? Like, what is the purpose? Like, I I started making comments where like. I'm feeling kind of bad for the, the, the enemies in the game because they're kind of minding their own business and we're just coming in and just slaughtering everybody and they, they didn't say why. Like, what is the point here? Because you're rich and you have stuff and we want it. Yeah. yeah And they didn't really show any gameplay. It was all cinematic. So you're just like, okay, I don't know really what to make of this. So I, I was not very interested by the end of it. Are you the same way or? Well, I mean, I guess I did raise a eyebrow to it. I, I would be, yes, I would like to see some 4K gameplay before I make a ruling on that one. Okay. Yeah. That's understandable. Completely understandable. So they went from that to Tim Tim, which again was completely forgettable. I'm like, I, no, this is not for me. And um, and then they, they finished up, they wrapped up the state of play with, a um, uh, drill down into Godfall, which is a game being published by Gearbox Software. It's being developed by a different company. And so when it came to Godfall, so the graphics themselves were pretty nice. Like like you could tell that they have been putting a lot of time into the graphics fidelity and art direction into the game. However, the issue that I had with this is that it, it was presented as more of like a how to play rather than here's our new game. Almost as if, like, you, like you have the game and, and it's teaching you how to fight. You're like, okay, you want to press the whatever button to slash and, uh, oh, uh, if you do this in time, <laughs> you can uh, do... And I'm thinking, where's the razzle-dazzle, bells and whistles, yeah. dog and pony show component to this presentation? Because, like, I don't want to be shown, like, every little, like, how to play thing. It's not exciting. And not only that again, my, my mind goes to why are we here? Like, what is the purpose of us? Like, I cannot say enough how important in my opinion, again, this is just one man's opinion, but for me, it's like, I need to have a reason to be here. Like I narrative is important to me. And uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say to some people, the narrative is important to some people. They don't care. They don't care. And you know what? More power to them. You know, you know, if if you don't care about that, if you just maybe then this game is probably making you really excited to play it. But uh when I'm looking at it, I'm just thinking, um, okay. It's uh, And then they they eluded a bit to having some semblance of a story in there. Um You know what I kind of felt like watching it in a way was remember when they first told you about Super Smash Brothers. Yes. And we thought, okay, cool. Super, another Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers is fun. And okay, well, another one's coming out. Cool. And then they go. Here's the backstory for like 24 characters, and their blood type, and who their friends are, and what they like to do in the morning, and what they. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that's that's going way over. You know, they didn't say all that stuff, but Mario prefers Head and Shoulders over the other shampoos. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty like, much. I, I don't need to know yeah, this. Um, so they went through like all the characters and what they can do and their special ability, abilities were. And by the end, <laughs> you're going, okay, I, I get it. I get it okay can we move on you got anything else but i think that like that demo it by itself was like 30 oh, minutes man, that was long, so long. i like, remember that i feel like i've played the game all night long <laughs> and now i need to go to bed <laughs> or at least i need a nap i remember that like you're just you're sitting there and you're glazing over because yeah. you're just like because like they wanted to like beat you over the head with how many characters are in there and i'm like right. okay, okay I, I i'm impressed with yeah. the volume of characters in here but you don't have to i mean like remember how like they literally showed every entrance that the character like each character would make into the, the the game itself. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my gosh, they're actually gonna they're they're literally gonna yeah, show, gonna show every <laughs> entrance that the characters make. Like you don't have to show me Man. that. Yeah. So anyhow, if this game our Godfall wasn't nearly that, but that's what I reflected back on while I'm watching this game. Um, we're like, yeah, I just hit, I uh, know this is a quick, quick slash and then a finisher. Um, then you go and you have his other ability. This is what the buttons you push and it's unstoppable. It's pretty cool. Uh, moving on. Uh, now, <laughs> okay, I can read the manual. To Wait, actually, I go back to the timed uh, uh, deflect thingy. Right. I'm taking notes here. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want to bag on it unnecessarily, but at the same time, it's like it, it just it, there. It goes to show how important it is to be mindful of how you present your game. Um, just because there, there is a time. if If you buy the game, then yes, you are going to want a comprehensive look at how to play the game and understand how the abilities work. But that I don't think has, or at least I was going to say, has a place or is the best choice for when you're trying to um, drum up hype and interest for your game itself. Uh, but again, I, my, my thing is they should have shown all the games at the first state of play and then have the developer slash publisher have a day that they put in place where, hey, we're gonna have, we're gonna do a thirty minute deep dive into this game for those of you that are interested. Make sure you tune in at this time. Cool. Yeah. Set. I, yeah. Setting the expectation is important. Did you uh, have any concluding thoughts about this, Steve? I wonder if we missed something. I wonder if we mi- if there was that announcement and we missed it for some reason. But I didn't see anything. Well, at that point, if there is, then it's the responsibility of the various gaming journalist uh, publications like IGN, Kotaku, Polygon, all of them. Like, they, they need to get the word out. that, they, And they usually do. You know, right. like like, like they'll, they'll say, oh, on this day they're having it and then they will report it in kind and then the rest of us can digest it and so forth. So I don't know. I, maybe they do have something. In, I just, I feel like it's it, there, there's been this herd mentality going on where because one company decided to do it a certain way, then they all kind of followed suit. And so as a result, there's like just this protracted mishmash of omitted details and they're doling out certain things and they're not, and they're rehashing certain things that they've already showed. And I just, like I said, from at the top of the topic of the day, I just, I, I would have preferred it if they would have just come out and showed Everything show all their cards right there, and then have more of the um, drill down exclusive, yeah, like a developer update show. Yeah, like being able to say, "Hey, here's our spotlight on such and such." Yeah. Okay. Tune in on this time for the spotlight on this other game. Yeah. For example, like let's say they like their first show, they're going to have all the trailers where everyone's going, "Okay, well, I want to see gameplay," and they go. And they say, yeah, we, we anticipate you want to see gameplay. This is just the announcement of, of the game. And so they're throwing you like 50 games. And you're going, man, that's a lot of games. But I, I can't wait to the next show when they show me gameplay because they've already told me the next show. Here's the gameplay. So I'm like salivating, going, okay, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven, twelve games look really important to me. I'm I'm interested in. So the next show. Three months later, they're gonna show me gameplay. I can't wait for that show, and then I know they're gonna show me gameplay on like the twelve games I want to get, and then the, the the show comes and they show me gameplay, and now I'm excited even more. Right. And so I mean, what what they're doing basically is is is, is like what you said. They're holding all this stuff really close and telling us continually how great the system's gonna be, and then the show comes and they they just don't have the a they're not they're not telling us what to expect. And so we expect a lot because of the hype chain they keep on um, putting us, <laughs> shoving us onto, putting and then, us through, and putting us through. And now we're like time is going by and the system's about to come out and like the excitement's really not there. Well, and when I think about also like what you were just talking about, at E3, that is actually the case where you'll you'll go to like the tent poll press conferences of Microsoft and Sony, even Nintendo when they were still going to E3 even like EA games and Ubisoft, what would happen is they would, they would give you these, these teasers. They, they, they would give you kind of like, like, again, they would show everything and make all the announcements and stuff there. And then throughout the rest of the week, those developers that had their, their games, you know, teased at the, the major press conference would then at their show, have a drill down of gameplay from all of the games that are are going to be coming out for that year. Perfect. Right. That that's all they need to do when it comes to like you know transitioning this to an online presence is maintain that same type of program approach, but instead of having people physically in a room together, it's now virtual. And I think that you'll be golden if you follow that. And if they I mean we don't have a crystal ball. We have no idea like what's going to happen during the the next next gen console release schedule and everything else that'll probably happen i don't know 5 to 8 years down the road <laughs> or something but my, that is my hope is that if we're in uh, another situation like this where <laughs> they don't have a physical location that everybody goes to and it's all all done online and stuff like that it's like yeah, well, let's let's do it this way i think it'll be much more concise that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week. We thank you for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm, which is spelled J-O-Y-G-A-S-M, and, be- and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll get exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it really helps continue doing what we love to do. Also, you can follow us on social media and on YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9:30 p.m. Central Time. Take care everybody.